0: To Bearcat Rewind with Matt Tritton and John Coffee
1: Hey everybody thanks for tuning in. This is episode eight of Bearcat Rewind and a special one coming up for you. If you missed it last week we had Brandon Meisner, the creator of d2football.com to come on and kind of go through a lot of memories not just 2009 and not just 1999, but a lot of different things at Northwest Missouri State And this week it's a special week. It's homecoming, the M Club Hall of Fame induction ceremonies are coming up a little bit later on this week, and one of the guys going in, well, that is Jake Soy, and he's our guest here on Episode 8 of Bearcat Rewind. Jake, a 2009 All-American at Northwest Missouri State. In that 2009 season, which the Bearcats went on to win the national championship, he had 92 receptions, which is third in a single season at Northwest Missouri State, and he also set program highs with 1,559 yards and 27 receiving touchdowns, so phenomenal year for Jake Soy in 2009, but really the whole career was amazing. His fourth all-time in receptions, third in career receiving yards, and first in touchdown receptions. And He also has one of the greatest catches in Northwest Missouri State history. If you go back to that 2009 National Championship game, Grand Valley State pulled within three points of Northwest. It was 23-20 early in that fourth quarter. The Bearcats faced a fourth and four on that ensuing possession, got to the Grand Valley 26 yard line, and Bulls hit soy on a fade for the clinching touchdown of that National Championship game. So A lot of great moments, a lot of great memories of Jake Soy wearing the green and white, and we'll relive some of those today. We want to let you know that Bearcat Rewind is sponsored by Northwest Missouri State Alumni Association and the Northwest Foundation. You're invited to celebrate the kickoff of the Forever Green campaign for Northwest. That's coming up October 24th at 3.30 at the Bell Tower on campus. Now, the Forever Green campaign is part of an effort to pave new pathways for students to excel, and you can be a champion for Northwest and leave your legacy. Help make the vision of the Forever Green campaign a reality for students who will come to know what so many others have learned before that nothing compares to being forever green. So come out and celebrate that campaign kickoff. It's coming up quickly, October 24th at the Bell Tower. Also, thanks to Mosaic Medical Center Maryville for their support. If a sports injury sidelines you from your favorite activity, don't worry. You have a team of experts ready to help. From sprains and strains to breaks and more serious injuries, our orthopedic and sports medicine professionals in St. Joseph, Maryville, and Albany have the skill and experience to get you back in the game as fast as possible. Mosaic Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we're all in to get you back in. Now let's dive into this week's Bearcat Rewind with Jake Soy. Well Jake Soy joining us today on Bearcat Rewind. Jake we really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day to uh, to chat with us and um, I imagine with the Hall of Fame coming up and in your uh, induction here uh, um, coming up a little bit later on this weekend you're probably fielding a few different phone calls from folks who want to get in touch with you to talk about the old days right?
2: Yeah absolutely It's uh, the last few days have been really a blast from the past. Had a few people from May able reach out and um, I was kind of telling them through my interviews, like, hey, be gentle on I me. Mean, it's been a while since I've done an interview, and it's uh, but it's been fun kind of kicking back and doing this again.
0: Jake, the memories just uh, get a little bit better, though, uh, through the years. Don't they? The stories get a little bit bigger as well when you look back on your time at Northwest? Uh, they
2: do and they don't. It's a strange thing. Like You appreciate them um, the further out you are, uh, but also the further out you are, you have more time to reflect and just really appreciate the culture that Northwest has, the coaching, um, and just the whole system they have going there. I mean, its it truly is, a, I mean, football and college sports, it is a little bit of a business, and they just have a very well-ran, you know, program.
1: Well, you know, kind of going off what John says, it—it it is probably expected. There will probably be some big fish stories on down the line. You get a little bit older, but it's kind of hard to embellish on some of the numbers you put up at Northwest Missouri State. I mean, when you look back and kind of see where you're at in the record books, not only for Northwest, but in the MIAA and beyond, I mean, it's a, those are some pretty impressive numbers.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I, I'm not going to refute those, but, um, I mean, football is the ultimate team sport. so I mean, it's tough taking credit for these individual awards. I mean, we had a fantastic quarterback. We also had loaded with talent at a lot of different positions there, taking the pressure off me, allowing me to get open. Um, and honestly, I think a lot of people forget about from the 2009 season is like I ended up having quite a few touchdowns, but almost half of those were off sides plays, and I was just taking advantage of opportunities that were presented. Cause, I mean, honestly, a lot of those were we'd had different snap counts we didn't intentionally, but me and Blake kind of knew we, they'd jump off and we'd just go deep, and it just happened to work out quite a bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, not not too bad there as as far as uh, you know, 27 touchdowns that year, still an MIAA record, single season receiving wise. Um, before we we dive into that season and beyond, because it was uh, it was phenomenal looking back and kind of remembering some of that stuff. But the time as you rolled into Northwest Missouri State, um, and I'd always heard this is, is it correct that uh, you were talked to by Iowa to go on as a as a walk on to play running back? Is that right?
2: Um, that's correct, except for the running back part. Um,
1: the running it was back.
2: kind of open in the air. I was honestly probably more or less an athlete. Uh, I think they had more minds for me on the defensive side. Uh, I was actually an all-state on defense in high school, not even as like a, on the offensive side or receiver by any means. So um, probably more so as an athlete.
1: How did you get flipped to play receiver and, and, and maybe not defensive back whenever you came here? Obviously, the size uh, works out pretty well.
2: Um, Northwest was great. Coach Wright is the one who originally recruited me and he told me that they had interest in me both at a safety level and also on offense. Uh, My passion was on the offensive side. Um, I went to a smaller school, and, you know, we ran a win tee, so I was always a a running back, and I I liked being on offense. So, you know, they gave me the opportunity, and if it didn't work out, they said they could move me
0: over. As far as making the transition to wide receiver, what were some of the things that you tried to do uh, once you got to Northwest to become the wide receiver that uh, you eventually became?
2: Um, I was extremely raw, uh, again, coming from a a smaller school and just playing running back my entire life. I had a lot of like, um, God gift abilities and, um, really kind of honing in. I remember like getting to camp. Like I think my first route was a slant route and like, before I turned my head, the ball drills me in the helmet and I was like, all right, here we are. Like it was, uh, that was kind of like my welcome to college mode. And I, I honestly, I realized how kind of far behind I was and honestly, knowing what I was doing. Um, I was very fortunate to have a lot of mentorship and, like, leadership within the, the receiving crew. Um, Aid Quad was a really big one. Um, I had Joel Osborne. He, uh, at that time, was um, also fighting for a starting spot at quarterback when, at that time, he was he was still the backup. Um, and he was somebody I looked up to. And I kind of have always tried to, when I've been on a team or within a company or whatever role it is, you know find somebody i look up to and he was really that person i saw the work ethic he put in um i saw him staying after practice and throwing extra balls and i kind of took that as an opportunity to you know better craft my game take some advice and also just kind of get that work ethic in to uh get better
1: those first couple years uh with northwest and there on the um as you slowly worked your way in and, and really became that primary target and broke out in 09 but Oh seven, oh eight, and the team becomes so close both years and, and right on the brink of a national championship, just can't quite get it done when you get to Florence. Can you talk about what that feeling was like and, and then stepping into the limelight in 09 of, um, hey, I, I have a chance this time that I'm going to be a major player for this team and I can help push this team over the top?
2: Yeah, I think you, you phrased that well. Um, getting came in in 2007, so I was just kind of coming on the train and it was... Awesome being part of the team. I know they had been to the championship the prior few years and had come up short. And it just, I remember going to that game and then getting the opportunity to, to play a little bit in the 2008 game. And it's just, nothing was quite going right for us. And I, I always felt, I don't know, we were missing kind of like a big play in those games or something that put us over the edge. And, you know, I don't know. Just that's something I just use kind of as that fuel and the passion to kind of get beyond that. And, I mean, it's put in a lot of work. Um, and honestly, the, the coaching staff as well i mean they they challenged all of us they they really challenged me i mean that up until two thousand and nine like I was pretty unproven I really hadn 't shown a lot, so it was you know a great opportunity to break out for me, and that 's end up what happening but we uh, we we're, were right at that cusp, but I was very fortunate to be a part of that two thousand and nineteen where we were finally able to uh put it all together.
0: When you look at that 2009 season going in, what was the mindset to, to begin that year? And at what point did you feel like this might be the year that the team was able to pick up that uh, national championship?
2: Well, at Northwest, every year the mindset is to bring home that national championship. Um, but it's funny because every team has a different story. Um, I remember being in our room maybe third third game of the year, and I, was, I think I was with Abe, and I was just... Oh, my God, man, I don't know if this is, like, the championship team. Like, I not you know, maybe I guess is this where we're at. I mean, throughout the season, you get stronger as a team, and you find your identity. And, like, at that time, I just I wasn't quite sure if this was the team or not. And it was fun seeing each week how we would get stronger and kind of develop that mentality of just finding a way to win. I mean, we had a lot of wild games that year with, um, I think it was Central Missouri. We had a, just a lot of games where we could have been beaten, and we found a way to come back, and I feel like those types of games are really ones that, you know, prepare you for the moments where in the big game when you need to make something happen, as a team we find a way to, to do that.
1: You know, starting that season off and stubbing your toe against Abilene Christian, just a, a tough 19-14 to 14 loss to, to start that season, but then reeling off 14 in a row the rest of the way, and and remember watching that and, and going through that season, one of the plays that stood out that I kind of was like, this time, this team might be pretty special. I'm sure you have to remember this one. Uh, Halftime against UNO, uh, Blake mm-hmm. just threw one up into the end so it was just a hail mary as uh, time ticked off, and you pulled that one. In. <laughs> like if people don't just complete hail marys. I mean, that was that was an awesome play, and, and you guys just kept on rolling.
2: Yeah, that, I do think the UNO game was a turning point. I don't know if it was particularly that play. I mean, that was that was pretty neat to be a part of, and it was great to look back as a reference, but. Um, I could be wrong, but I think we had Missouri Western the following week after UNO, and I really felt like that big win down at Missouri Western, like that was a big propeller for the rest of our season. But um, I do agree. Um, after UNO is when I did become a bigger piece of the offense. Up until that point, I only had a few catches, and I think that's when Coach Doral and – I mean, a lot of things changed after that week, if you were to kind of look closer at it, but – um yeah I would
1: agree with that. Which is kind of funny to think too that uh, that maybe the numbers hadn't rolled in too much before that week but then you still end up with 92 receptions on the season. I mean just just astronomical numbers uh, for a wide receiver as far as a, as far as that taking off. Uh, w- what's the confidence like as you're slowly seeing the offensive coordinator being like we have to get number 1 the ball as much as possible?
2: Um Kind of like I alluded to before, um, being a team sport, it's hard to get the one person the ball all the time. Um, I think we did do a good job of spreading out. We had Tyler Shaw. He was so young and up-and-coming and a great deep threat. Um, we had great seniors on that team, Abe Quad, Nick Rhodes, um, great running back Ron console. I mean, all those people contributed to that, and our coaching staff was extremely creative in finding ways for us to spread the ball out and you know, ways for me to get open as well.
0: When you talk about spreading the ball out, it seems like this has been a similar theme to a lot of the championship teams Northwest has had where you have a lot of receivers out there that really do complement each other, and they have just a specific set of skills that really go well with the rest of the group out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I credit a lot of that to the coaching staff and their recruiting and the way they really adjust to the players that they have. Um, if you look at Northwest offense the last, say, five years, it it has – changed and with different players and i think that's important um i kind of look at the chiefs and and the way that they do that and you know work plays around the talent that they have i mean i think that's um they've done a very good job of that
1: well the 2009 season as we talked with jake Sore here on a uh, bearcat rewind a, a great year but uh but the main reason we have to talk to you, of course, is because you guys go off and, and win that first national championship since the 1999 team, um, just uh, 10 years prior to that. Going in, haven't had good luck the previous four years in the national championship game. And then on top of that, you're facing Grand Valley State, one of the, uh, another great Division II program. Can you set the scene for what that was like as you, you head into that uh, that Saturday afternoon and, and what the team was feeling?
2: Um. Every week's kind of, I think we had the mentality is just one and all. Once you get to that point, everything behind you is in the past. And I think we did we were extremely confident with the team that we had. But there's always an the underlying feeling of like, we've had a great team the last four years and that like something could go wrong. Um, but again, I do feel like the wins we had that year really defined our team and always finding a way to win. That kind of kept the confidence when things were starting to... Um, slip away a little bit in the third and fourth quarter that allowed us to kind of pull through as a team. Um, yeah, it was, uh, just thinking back, it, it's been a while since bringing back some of those emotions, but, um, yeah, it was just a, a huge relief when we were able to finally, you know, get that win. And I, I remember just watching the clock count down and just like waiting for it to be official. And it was just such a relief. Um, it was awesome to get that for Coach Churchma. Um, you know, I can't imagine what he's been through. But that was uh, that was just a great moment for uh, Bearcat football in the town of Maryville.
1: Well, and you mentioned a little earlier on, too, that uh, in the previous years, you just felt like there was a little something missing or maybe just a big play to kind of put this team over the top or maybe just grab momentum. And, and the Bearcats, with momentum early in that game, Grand Valley State um, starts to come back. And so it's a three-point game and facing mm-hmm. a fourth and four in the fourth quarter. And – uh you're split out by yourself, and and Blake throws it up, and you catch it, and, and fight your way into the end zone. <laughs> what mm-hmm. was what's going through your mind as as that play comes up? And, and we spoke with Coach Doral a few weeks back as well, and he mentioned that uh, during that game, he's talking to Coach Church on the headset and says, "Hey, if we if we have man to man, we have to throw the football here, even though you might not necessarily want to." What what was that like from your perspective?
2: Honestly, when you're in the moment, you don't even think about it that way. Um, for me, it's just they're going to send me the ball, i got to make a play on it. Um, I was grateful to be in the position to, to make that play. But, um, again, you're, it's think you to look back on all this stuff and think of all the emotions. But when you're out there on the field, um, and we had done it so many times that year, like it wasn't a mistake. And me and Blake Bowles had practiced so much and we had such great chemistry that, you know, as soon as he gave me the signal, it was like, all right, let's do this. It's what we've been preparing for, working
1: for the last year. Um, and it, we were able to execute on it. Did you know at that point? There's a lot of game left, uh, don't get me wrong, but in the stands, it felt like, hey, this football game's over. Did you guys have a pretty good feeling of uh, our defense is going to shut them down, we're going to finish this thing off?
2: Uh, we did, but as I alluded to before, like, I couldn't let myself enjoy it for a second until like the clock was out. I mean, but, I mean, this has been our story. They've, we had lost those games in the last few seconds, for the last few years. So we had a good feeling, but we weren't taking anything for granted.
0: And it, as far as uh, getting to that particular point, just talk a little bit about uh, some of the playoff games leading up to that. Uh, that that you feel like maybe helped you with the confidence level going into that matchup with that big win over Central Washington for one thing, and then of course uh, getting a chance to knock off Abilene Christian along the way after a loss to them earlier in the season. Kind mm-hmm. of talk about how that maybe played into the confidence level going into that championship game.
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was a sweet redemption getting Abilene Christian back, and we actually. I think we did the exact same thing the year prior. They beat us in the first game of the year. We beat them in the playoffs, and we kind of repeated that. Um, But ultimately, that uh, that Central Washington game, that was a tough game. Like, that was uh, probably the hardest-hitting football game I've ever played in. Um, I give those guys a lot of credit. Um, But that was a game where, you know, it was pretty even the entire game, and it was truly a chess match, and we fought for every inch in that game. And I feel like that really did – in terms of like defining games and getting through adversity, that was one of those games.
1: Well, and there were so many great playoff games. You had a chance to play in uh, through the years and some big wins for Northwest Missouri State. A, a year later, you're not able to go through uh, and, and knock off Duluth in, in a tough game with just bitterly cold temperatures. But the week before that, on the road in Kingsville, trailing the entire game until, what, the final 10 seconds of that one? Um, mm-hmm. it, it And it seemed like... You got beat up pretty good in that football game, but you didn't drop mm-hmm. a single pass. I mean, that was a, that was a phenomenal playoff game to watch.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. That was a that was a really fun game. Um, again, uh, there's so many of my own story out about that game, but there's so many games we can look back on that were, you know, winning in the last few seconds and that's a kind of again, a credit to the Northwest culture, the coaching staff and able to, you know, put that kind of a culture in their players where we expect to win and we, we find a way to do that, um, yeah. It was it's pretty awesome.
0: Well, a big uh, weekend coming up for you going into the uh, M Club Hall of Fame. Talk a little bit about uh, the feeling you have uh, going into this weekend and uh, uh, being immortalized in the Hall of Fame.
2: Uh, I'm extremely grateful, um, extremely humbled. Uh, there's again, I hate sound like a broken record, but being the ultimate team sport of football, it's a tough taking this individual award. Um, but just coming back to Maryville and like, you just like a sense of coming home to a second home. Um, you know, you get to get together with a couple of buddies and just, I don't know, it's like you're back home for a couple of days and it's the, the good old days. So, um, really looking forward to coming back, um, seeing everybody and, you know, try to enjoy the weekend. Um, have a good time.
1: You know, coach Churchman walks down the street in Maryville and everybody knows who he is. And, and I mean, honestly, he's a celebrity in Maryville. You realize you're, you know, as you walked in the streets in Maryville, it's kind of the same thing. There's Jake Soy coming through. It's, it, does that hit you at all? That uh, that you really are? I mean, a, a celebrity when it comes to Northwest Missouri State.
2: I think you're giving me a lot of credit. Oh no, oh. <laughs> uh, I I appreciate that. and Maybe overextending that. I mean, I uh, I don't think I can begin to be compared to Coach T and everything he's accomplished. But I, I appreciate the reference. <laughs> but that's uh, that's quite the compliment. Um, No, it it is very cool. I mean, that's what's special about Northwest. It's a tight knit community. Um, It's nice to be able to come back and be recognized by fans who've been there a long time and still appreciate, you know, the time that you have there. So, I mean, it's special. It's pretty cool.
1: And now, uh, 10 years after the 09 championship and then, uh, you know, nine years after your last season here with Northwest Missouri State, uh, what's Jake Soy up to these days?
2: Man nine years. Gosh, it's uh, it's flown by in a blink. Um, I'm actually out in uh, Maryland. I'm out in Annapolis, Maryland. I work for a medical device company called Stryker. Um, Stryker's a, a pretty big player in the medical industry. and One of the ways I've actually tried to stay in tune with Northwest and the program is by trying to get former athletes, former football players, jobs within Stryker. Um, it's located all across the country, so I've been Stayed in touch with Joel and Coach Wright on different players who, you know, would be good candidates for that. But, I mean, that's how I got my job. Strikers is a great company. I got mine from uh, an alumni golf event where I met a guy named Pat Witt. And we stayed in touch through college. And then he gave me the opportunity for a job at Strikers. So that's kind of how I'm trying to play it forward and give, you know, other players the opportunity to, you know, travel around the country where they want to be and try to get them in with a great company and start a career themselves. What? um but out, outside of that on the personal side i do have um uh, married my wife haley who i met also at northwest and i have northwest to thank um 15 uh month old baby and another baby on the way actually
1: awesome well congratulations that's great well will thank one you. of them be named uh mel or maybe like mel for a middle name at some point
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea we are looking for names so i'll have to uh Keep that one in
1: consideration <laughs> awesome well hey it's great to hear uh, that uh, things are going well now post northwest missouri state and it's always great catching up about uh, your time as a bearcat jake. So we really appreciate the time and, and good luck in the future
2: absolutely thanks for reaching
1: out guys thanks again to jake soy for joining us here on bearcat rewind one of the most prolific wide receivers in northwest missouri state history and going into the m club hall of fame this week this is your first time listening to Bearcat Rewind, check out our previous podcast. This season we're going through a lot of the 1999 players and coaches and 2009 as well, reliving those anniversaries of some great games at Northwest Missouri State University want well, to give a thanks to Alex Kurt for producing the intro and outro music And Austin Hall for engineering our podcast Again, thanks to our guest this week, Jake Soy Watch for a new episode of Bearcat Rewind each Monday throughout the fall It's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio Podcasts as well Please subscribe and rate Bearcat Rewind Thanks again for listening For John Coffey, I'm Matt Tritton So long